Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, and we've come to yet another season finale. How time flies. And so we did this entire year. As this episode is first released, it's the final week of 2021. I bet most, if not all of us, have made incredible memories despite the continuous global pandemic. Whether it's just getting out and about after lockdowns in your city, or full-on travelling as the world opens up again, it's time to say goodbye to yet another fruitful year. And with every goodbye comes a hello. That's what New Year's is all about, isn't it? Welcoming the upcoming New Year. While we don't know for sure if it's going to be another COVID year, there's no harm being optimistic, right? Hey, maybe 2022 is the year some of us get to finally go on that trip to Japan. So, to kick off this amazing new year, why not try celebrating it the Japanese way? All around the world, various countries have their own traditions and customs to celebrating the new years. Of course, the Japanese is no different. Season 9's finale episode puts the cherry on top of our theme of Japanese winter by looking at what goes down during Japanese New Year. We'll look at what the New Year means to the Japanese, a few major customs that goes down on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and maybe a few fun, smaller traditions to end it off. What do you say? Are you ready to jot them all down as you prepare for 2022? I feel pretty bittersweet when it comes to the end of the year, regardless if my year was good or not. But one thing's for sure though, is that the new year brings out the good in everyone, for the most part. Regardless of where you are in the world, most of us go all out in celebrating and welcoming the fresh start that's full of potential. It's no different in Japan. In Japanese, the New Year's is called Shogatsu, which translates to Japanese New Year. And when Shogatsu creeps closer and closer, festivity prep begins. In fact, the festivities for this special occasion start well before the 1st of January and run through January 7th. For some regions in Japan, it extends till January 15th. That's one pretty long chunk out of the year to be set aside for one occasion. But in Japan, this is one of the biggest holidays, or Kyujutsu in Japanese, of the year. So of course they'll go all out. In fact, a lot of local companies and businesses are usually closed from December 29th till January 4th. So if you work for a Japanese kaisha company, you can look forward to this well-deserved long break. For the locals, many people travel back to their hometowns to spend time with family and loved ones. So we've been speaking about festivities for a bit. What exact festivities go down in Japan for the New Year's? Well, the main one for basically all over the country is firework, or hanabi in Japanese, displays and concerts to celebrate and count down. It's kind of similar as most countries, perhaps. One of the biggest countdown events in Japan is in the capital city, Tokyo, at the heart of the city centre in Shibuya. Thousands of people gather to scream at the top of their lungs as the time ticks to midnight. Then, everyone disperses into clubs and bars to drink till the sun comes up. Other than spending the first day of the year recovering from one of the most major hangovers we've ever had, on the 2nd of January every year, the Imperial Palace is open to the public. This is one out of the two days in the year other than the Emperor's birthday, or Tenno Tanjobi. Visitors can pay respects to Japan's royal household as well as to hear the emperor addressing the crowd of well-wishes. So, as you can already tell, Oshogatsu is a huge celebration and holiday in Japan. Now, these are just a few things that happen when the end of the year comes around, but we'll get into the good old local tradition in the next few sections. But for now, here's a quick vocab recap. Shogatsu, Japanese New Year's. Kyujutsu, holiday. More referring to public holidays. If you want to say time off or day off, it's yasumi. 
Kaisha, Company, Hanabi, Fireworks, Tenno Tanjobi, Emperor's Birthday. Now, we're going to take a look at the biggest tradition in Japan when it comes to welcoming the new year. The most important practice of Shogatsu is Hatsumode. This refers to the first shrine or temple visit of the year. Nationwide, over a hundred million people take time out of their day to visit a Shinto shrine or a Buddhist temple. So, before we get into the ways of a Hatsumode, we're going to cover a bit of basics. If you don't already know, majority of Japanese people are Shinto or Buddhist, or both. So when in Japan, you'll come across two main types of places of worship. As we say it, a Shinto Jinja shrine or a Buddhist Tera temple. Don't worry if you don't know how to identify them. Sometimes even a local gets confused. But here's a very good indicator. A Shinto shrine can be identified by its Tori gate. This is a symbol of where the ground changes from mundane to sacred. There are many variations of a Tori, but they're often painted bright red and it's more minimal, slimmer, and smaller than the Buddhist temple's Sanmon. Now, Sanmon is a group of buildings that is also the most important gate of a Japanese Zen Buddhist temple. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, whether it's a temple or a shrine, the main objective of this visit is to pray for good luck for the upcoming New Year. Most people will visit on the actual New Year's Day, and the most popular time of the day is actually when the clock strikes midnight. Hundreds of people will make their way down to the nearest spiritual epicenters for Hatsumode. But in actuality, there is no specific time to visit a shrine or temple. You can visit as many times as you want in the year. However, they won't be called Hatsumode. That's only for the first visit of the year. Consecutive visits are called Omairi. Back in the old day, some people believe that it's inappropriate to visit when you're sick, in mourning, or have an open wound. These were believed as signs of impurity and should be kept away from holy sites. Times have changed, so nowadays it's not much of a problem. Now, let's look at what to do during a temple visit or shrine visit. This applies to both Hatsumode and Omairi. First, before you enter the sacred compound, you should bow at the gate before walking underneath it. This is especially so for a shrine. For a shrine as well, it's also important to note that you're not supposed to walk directly in the center of the walkway. The main approach to the shrine is known as Seichu and is considered the passageway for the gods. Step number two is the purification. This is a large communal water pavilion known as the Temizuya. This is where you conduct your purifying ritual known as the Misogi, where the body and mind is purified before you face the deity. The process of the Misogi purification ritual is simple. Pick up one of the ladles resting on the pavilion and using your right hand, fill the ladle with water. Pour water on your left hand and then repeat the process with the left hand to wash your right hand. The last step is to rinse your mouth and after scooping water using the ladle, pour some of it in your left hand to rinse your mouth. For the final scoop, pour the water on the ladle itself and set the ladle down on the pavilion. Now you don't have to memorize this beforehand. Most big temples and shrines have signs that show you the steps of the purification ritual. Afterwards, you move on to step number three, the prayer. Pay respects and conduct your prayer at the main hall. Throw a coin into the Saisenbako box as an offering to the deity. If there's a bell or gong, ring it to tell the deity of your presence. Then clap your hands twice and bow. This is a sign of happiness and appreciation for coming close to the deity. Say your prayer, then clap your hands twice again and bow once more. Some Buddhist temples ring the bell 108 times when the clock strikes midnight. 
This is to represent the 108 worldly sins and desires in Buddhism. Some visitors are able to ring the temple bell too, which symbolizes their sins being cleansed. This event is known as Joya no Kane. Now, the last step is to leave the shrine, but before you do, bow once again towards the direction of the main shrine as a sign of respect. Oh, and here's a bonus, the extra fun part, the omikuji. These are little strips of paper drawn from a wooden box as a small offering to the shrine. These also functions as some form of fortune lottery. Blessings concerning things such as health, marriage and business are written on the paper. With every good comes bad, so there are chances of curses, and these papers are usually tied on a tree or wall provided by the temple or shrine. By doing so, the cursed is putting their fortune in the hands of the kami of the shrine so that the curse can be avoided. Here's a quick vocab recap. Hatsumode, the first shrine or temple visit of the year. Omairi, temple or shrine visit. Jinja, shrine. Tera, temple. Tori, the shrine gate, usually painted red. Sanmon, the temple gate, usually consisting of a few buildings. Seichu, the central path of the walkway to the shrine. Temizuya, water pavilion. Misogi, purification ritual. Saisenbako, offering box. Joya no Kane, ringing the bell at the temple 108 times. Omikuji, fortune slips. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you waste. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Now, the second biggest New Year's tradition in Japan is the New Year food. Who doesn't love food, right? And Japanese food, oh, they're so delicious, no doubt about that. And like other cultures around the world, Japanese families come together and gather to eat traditional dishes during Oshogatsu. There are a few things that the Japanese eat during New Year's. The first and most significant types of New Year's food is Osechiryori. It's considered as one of the most important meals of the year. This has been part of the New Year's tradition since the Heian period of 794 to 1185. Back in the day, ritual offerings of food were presented to the gods on days that marked the changing of seasons. These days are known as Sechinichi. The most important Sechinichi was New Year's. So on this special day, Special food offerings were curated for the various deities and also eaten by the members of and also eaten by the members of courtly society. Fast forward a few centuries, and by the time the Edo period of 1603 to 1868 come around, came around, the rest of the society were also practicing this tradition. But the original intentions of Osechi Ryori were combined with the belief that any kind of work, including cooking, was to be avoided on New Year's. Now, there are a few reasons why this belief is so. Some people believe that the gods shouldn't be disturbed by the sounds of cooking on the first days of the new year. Others believe that these days are meant for rest and a well-deserved break. Regardless of the reasoning, each dish of Osechi Ryori acts as well-wishes for the upcoming new year, 
and there are at least 50 types of dishes ranging from symbolizing health and longevity to happiness. All of these dishes are packed into a 2 to 3 tier lacquer box, known as ojubako. Now, originally, osechiriori dishes were simple, but has now become more of an elaborate affair. Nonetheless, each dish has a special meaning that's related to either its name or appearance. For example, kuromame are black beans meant to symbolize health. It's associated with the idea that the person who eats it will be able to work hard in the upcoming year. Kazunoko is another osechiriori dish, and it's a dish for herringro, the symbolism to the meaning of the Japanese words. Kazu means number, and ko means children. Can you guess what the wish of this dish is? This dish will bring many children for the upcoming New Year. Another common New Year's dish is the Toshikoshi Soba, also known as the year-end soba. It's a simple meal served in hot broth. Now, the history of this custom is said to date back to the Edo period. Some believe that since buckwheat noodles are easier to cut due to it being thinner than other varieties, it symbolizes the cutting away of any bad luck built over the course of the year. Others believe that soba is healthy and symbolizes another good healthy year and hopes for longevity. Because it's called the year-end soba, it's customary to eat just before midnight on the 31st of December. However, depending on the family and region, some people eat it during dinner or even New Year's Day. But there's one thing to note though, is that because Toshikoshi soba is believed to cut away bad luck, it's not recommended to continue eating this soba from New Year's Eve and into New Year's Day. You don't want to bring your bad luck over to 2022, do you? These two are just the main two food customs for the New Year's. There are others, like preparing mochi, which are Japanese rice cakes, for the New Year's. But for now, let's just have a quick vocab recap, shall we? Osechiriori, New Year's food. Sechinichi, days that mark the changing of seasons. Ojubako, lacquer box. Kuromame, black beans. Kazunoko, herring roll. Toshikoshi soba, year-end soba. Mochi, rice cakes. So, there's the shrine or temple visit for prayers, and there's the New Year feast. But as I mentioned earlier, there are also other small and modern traditions that are practiced during the New Year's as well. We're going to look at two. The first one is Hatsuhi no De. This is the practice of watching the first sunrise of January 1st. Another word for Hatsuhi no De is Goraiko. Now, according to legend, the deity of the New Year known as Toshigami-sama appears during the first sunrise of the year. So it's like a way to welcome this deity and the new year. Also, while watching the sunrise, the Japanese would pray for good fortune, set New Year's resolutions and goals. And since the city centers obstruct the views of the sunrise, or Hinode in Japanese, people would gather at the coastal mountains to witness this beautiful dawn. And another modern and small tradition is flying kites for the new year. This tradition is known as Takoage, and while it translates to kite flying, it's more of a kite flying battle. It's not so much modern, but now, back in the day, before video games were invented, kite flying was the go-to activity for kids during the New Year's. It became popular back in the Edo period, but at the time, kite flying was only allowed during the New Year's. So because it was a rare occasion, everyone looked forward to this event. Some would even fly kites in the form of Japanese demons known as Oniyozu as a symbolic way to get rid of evil. Nowadays though, normal kites of all shapes, sizes and designs are used and symbolizing good luck for the new year. Actually, I'm going to change that. Some are just for fun, 
and there are even annual festivals nationwide for them. There are also kite battles, where the main goal is to take down the kites of the opponents. So these are the two fun small traditions you can do on the New Year's too, like the Japanese. You can also send out Nengajo, which are New Year's greeting cards that the Japanese also make a custom of doing each and every year. Now, for a quick vocab recap. Hatsuhi no de, the practice of watching the first sunrise of the year. Another word for Hatsuhi no de is Goraiko. Hinode, sunrise. Takaoge, kite flying game. Oniyozu, Japanese demon kites. Nengajo, New Year's greeting cards. So, does Japanese New Year sound fun? Will you plan a trip to Japan during this time of the year so you can practice the local traditions? Anyway, I'd love to hear what are your New Year traditions. Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to Nyongo Master Blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. Thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one, where I'll be walking you down the avenue of Japan's rich culture. Happy New Year, everyone! Mata ne!